0: You're listening to the Clutter Fairy Weekly, a weekly webcast and podcast brought to you by the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas. If you'd like to participate in one of our live webcasts, please visit cfhou.com weekly. You'll find a calendar of upcoming webcasts as well as instructions for joining the Zoom meeting via the app or by phone. We'd love to see you. That URL again is cfhou.com weekly. Now here's the weekly episode. Enjoy!
1: Hi Clutter Fairy fans, this is the Clutter Fairy Weekly for May 23rd, 2023. I'm your co-host Ed Gumnick and I'm speaking with Gail Goddard, Certified Professional Organizer and Owner of the Clutter Fairy in Houston, Texas.
0: Hi everybody, the Clutter Fairy Weekly is the webcast and podcast that digs deep into the clutter that piles up between you and the life that you want to be living. We explore the habits and behaviors that lead to clutter and we suggest strategies to slow the accumulation, reduce the collection, and comfortably manage the stuff we decide to keep. If you're
1: new to our Zoom meeting, we want to let you know that you can share your comments and questions via the chat feature and I'll try to make sure Gail gets to them before we move on to another topic. You can also use the raise hand feature if you'd like to make a comment or ask a question yourself via audio or video. And we are also streaming the webcast live on Facebook. So you can share your questions and comments there and I'll relay them to Gail. <clears throat> We're going to start by recapping last week's weekly tittle, which was called One from the Vaults. The assignment was to evaluate an item that came to you from your family to decide whether or not you really want to hold on to it. Let's hear from our participants in Zoom and on Facebook. Who took a hard look at an heirloom or family memento this week? Please let us know in the comments. We got a nice tittle report from Linda who who left it as a comment on last week's show notes on the website. Linda writes, after years of confusion about what to do with family keepsakes, I followed the Clutter Fairy's advice and tried to approach these sentimental items with a more practical mindset in the hopes of coming up with some guidelines for what I would keep. I decided that for most people and important events in my life, photographs were my favorite keepsake and so i spent some time editing the photos down to a reasonable number digitized them and sorted them into digital albums on my ipad it is very enjoyable look them, to look through them now and easy to share them with others i then realized that for some very special people in my life i enjoyed having a physical memento in addition to the photos i decided that size matters so the item would need to be small and that it needed to be either in use or on display, not stored away. Mm. I took inventory and realized that for the people I had in mind, I already had, already had an item or two in use or on display. I pulled out the boxes of stored keepsakes, which were clearly not my favorites, took a few photos of things and then let that stuff go.
0: How fabulous that Linda spent some time reflecting on what makes her happy to look at and to reminisce over and she got really clear on what she likes and what works for her and then she used those guidelines she created for herself to reduce her collections of photos and keepsakes to something that's more manageable and, and, and enjoyable volume that she can keep up with the last step was to pull those pull out those things that didn't make the cut and letting them go what a relief that must feel like now linda great job on managing your keepsakes. And leaving years of confusion about what to do behind, for instead having a curated collection that you can enjoy and that you can share with others, I really think that you did a fabulous job here. And what a great example for our uh, viewers! Thank you so much for sharing.
1: Well, it's um, it struck me too that mm-hmm. she sort of took our advice about uh, you know, coming up with her own algorithm. Mm-hmm. So her thing is. A fo- you know photographs for most people and then photographs for very, best. <laughs> and for very special people little little something else right which is great that's a that's a that's a set of guidelines she'll be able to maintain it's very sustainable
0: and it's and it creates a, a manageable collection it's it, she did she said she digitized it all so the photographs are online basically for her so she can i'm sure carry them around on the phone or whatever she wants and she does not have to worry about losing them and i think it's you know how great to feel like she sort of created her own photo book of stuff that she wanted to look at and that means she can go look at them and it's easy and she and it she gets she derives comfort from them which is the whole point of having keepsakes to begin with is so that remind you of good things that happen and you have the experience of um, remembering good times and remembering people that you care about and that's the whole point of having keepsakes at all and so she created it in such a way that she can interact with it and enjoy it and how great and it's portable and movable If she has to move she's not moving 47 boxes of inherited leftover stuff she's taking a very um, carefully curated collection with her, and it. it's going to be a lot easier to pack for sure.
1: Um, Paula says, as usual, I ignored the tittle and went off in another direction. There's a, there's a bag by the door to go off to the thrift store this afternoon.
0: Yay. No penalty for picking your own tittle. There is no nope. penalty there at all. Is. There's never a penalty for that. You'd got something else done and that is the whole point. So good for you. I'm glad you got it done. So we were, we had some conversation
1: in the chat before the, before we started recording about um whether there's such a thing as too much decluttering
0: oh yeah, yeah i came into the middle of that conversation too. yeah
1: and and I, I thought it was kind of interesting um you talking we're talking about whether for some people it is you know there's a sort of a compulsive and maybe not well thought out tendency to get rid of too much now you probably don't encounter this in your work right those those people do not end up as your clients.
0: But you know who does end up as my clients? The people whose parents decluttered their stuff while they weren't present as children. Right. So I end up with the people who react to being the result of that because they felt traumatized by having things disappear that were theirs and without their permission. And as a result, they, as adults, they end up over-collecting in in reaction and so I end up with those people as clients instead I end up with the traumatized people who lived with those people that's what those are who my clients are
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, Susie says I used to go to a fast food place where the employee threw all the newspapers people left away I gave up leaving the paper for other people to read and just took it to a recycling bin on the way home
0: (laughs) yeah a better solution right
1: (laughs) And and M said, I I also know people who just throw away everything then call themselves minimalists. I don't think that is minimal minimalism because all they're really doing is filling up the landfill.
0: I, I think, you know, I have often said people have two stress responses to um being um with too much clutter and overwhelm. And one of those responses is to keep everything because they're frozen and they can't make decisions. And the other response is to throw everything to get it out of their face. So it's a completely emotional response to being overwhelmed. There's too much in this space. I'm overstimulated. I'm overwhelmed with how many decisions there are. I can't face dealing with this and it's making me crazy. And my shortcut stress response is to throw it all out to get it out of there. And it, there. Either of those choices, keeping it all and being frozen or throwing it all out of stress are both not. um,
1: They're too extreme.
0: They're very extreme and they're not, there's no thought involved in them. It's all a emotional response. And so those people that throw everything out in a panic or in a overwhelm, they're dealing with overwhelm by throwing it all out. And probably getting angry while they're throwing it out. like there seems to be an anger component sometimes that goes with that. Um, they're still they still have to suffer from the results of that because they didn't get to make any thoughtful decisions. They didn't um, give themselves the time to make good choices. And so either either response results in a bad outcome. And the people that throw things away end up throwing things away that are important, or they throw away, checks, money, valuables so that they don't know are in there because they're in in their panic to throw it all. They just throw stuff out without looking. Or, um, you know, they they end up throwing something away that they actually needed, a form, the document, the, <laughs> you know, the part to the TV, whatever. They end up throwing stuff away that they need. And so um, neither response, it, re- it reduces anxiety in the moment. But it, but it creates its own problems. And so the person that throws away just has a different set of problems. They have things missing that they need later, or, you know, they make their children sad because they threw away their favorite toy without asking. So either way, bad outcome.
1: CJ says the principles of minimalism are more about what's consumed and what is in your life. The minimum of what's necessary to function and make you happy However, most people need to greatly downsize uh, and uh, to get to that point. So Mm -hmm. the idea that it's all about throwing everything away has overshadowed the original idea.
0: Right. And and minimalism also comes with thoughtfulness, right? You're making thoughtful choices about what you actually need in order to live and function comfortably, happily, you know, and deciding I only need these certain things in order to make meals or get dressed or whatever and i don't have to have a million options and so there is a great evaluative and thoughtfulness component to setting up what you minimally will live with <clears throat> and throwing things out and throwing it all out without thinking is not part of that process right so right yeah that's 100 true
1: Kara has coined the the, the new um initialism p-y-o-t pick your own tittle oh <laughs> and she says that for awesome. her for her p-y-o-t she let go <laughs> of rolled up 10 by 14 rug that's been in her garage for three years
0: Oh, excellent! Because God only knows what's living in that rug now.
1: Well, <laughs> Thank you. somebody paid somebody on Facebook Marketplace paid twenty five dollars to find out what's living in that rug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take it away! Oh my God! Oh my God! That's so funny. Yeah, like you know, I have said many times, um, things go into the garage to die, and it, you know, had it out there for three years dying. And somebody took it away. Okay, so they get to revive it and clean it and whatever they're going to do. And it's not dying in your garage. So good for you and glad you made $25 on it. Bonus. TYOT, <laughs> I love that.
1: CJ reports, I'm the one that a few weeks back hosted a last minute guest that caused all the junk room items to end up in the Oh, room to, room to areas come out, yes, in yes, cre- yes. In order to create a guest room. Well, this week- I was able to successfully clear the whole entryway area without a single item going back into the guest room, which no longer identifies itself as a junk room. Yay. so
0: awesome. Nothing went back. Way to make
1: lemonade.
0: I know. Oh my gosh, what a great example of, I really don't need to deal with this. I don't really need to have this stuff. I just need to take the time to move it. So I would send flowers to your guest who <laughs> made you. <laughs> As a thank this, you. Right. And like right? It made you do the work to make it happen. And how fabulous for you. That is congratulations. Nothing went back. That is amazing. That's amazing.
1: Jenny, who's with us on Facebook, says, My husband and I are each type. He throws things away without really looking at it. And I just freeze.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Um, I bet y'all have an argument about it a lot (laughs) and he's mad that you won't throw things away and you're mad that he threw it away so yeah that requires a whole lot of negotiation right and and recognizing that you guys both are just reacting to being overwhelmed and so uh, there's a better way and you have to consciously choose the better way or else you'll keep making him mad and he'll keep making you mad (laughs) (laughs) part of how you got to learn to live together
1: right okay one more report tammy says i got rid of boxes in my room i saved for just in case
0: yay excellent we love to collect boxes we love small boxes we love big boxes there's just something about a box man it just seems so important but if you get you know buried in boxes you're not really helping yourself so good for you for making some more room in your house i'm proud of you Good job. Okay, let's get on to our main topic.
1: Okay. According to a March report from Forbes, 49% of Americans plan to travel more in 2023 than they did last year. Travel is also expected to increase within Europe and the UK. But if you're not careful, the hard work that travel entails can cut into the fun. Today, Gail is going to suggest tips for planning, packing, and preparing for a lower-stress vacation travel.
0: A couple of weeks ago, I went on a trip with my beady chick friends, and we headed out west to see another beady chick friend. (laughs) Most of my friends are morning people, and the flight out west left very early in the morning. For me, anyway, it left at 8.30. That meant I was picked up at 6.15, and you know how painful that was for me? (laughs) It was very, very painful. (laughs) I'm never willing to see 6.15 a.m., much less 5 a.m. when the alarm went off. True confessions here. I did not completely follow my own advice for this trip. And as a result, I was finishing up packing at 2 a.m. So I got three hours of sleep that night. And what a misery that made my day. (laughs) It just reminded me very directly who suffers if I don't handle my business in a better manner. So I was wiped out for the whole first day. And that is no fun at all. So do as I say, not as I do (laughs) and have a better trip because of it. I still managed to have fun, but I was exhausted the whole first day. And man, I was regretting being packing at 2 a.m. that time. The thing about a trip is you can start getting ready to go as far in advance as you like. If you find travel is anxiety producing or you overpack because you're in a hurry or you can't decide what to wear at the last minute or you have to pack for several family members, then consider your trip starting two weeks out. And begin taking steps to prepare for the journey. It doesn't mean you should pack everything but the kitchen sink in, because you've got the two weeks. Instead, it gives you time to be thorough and to make thoughtful decisions about what you need to take.
1: You know, I'm reminded of, um, I, I don't remember who the who the waggish writer was who said, I I, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have time. <laughs> you know, I would have... I would have packed a more reasonable amount of stuff for this trip, but I didn't have time. time, right?
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. So you should begin two weeks before. Um, If you want new outfits for the trip, or you need a new swimsuit or you need a, a new pair of sunglasses, it's time to go shopping. And whether you do that in person or online, you need time to find something that works and you know, you don't strike gold the first try. So, You need a few days to get what you need and you can't be packing and shopping at the same time. So it's better to get it done early, which is why I'm saying start two weeks out. Um, No later than a week before you should be getting your laundry done. All the clothes that you're currently wearing are in the laundry hamper right now. So um, you want to wash the clothes the weekend before the trip so that all of your favorite clothes are clean and they're ready to choose from when you start packing. Starting laundry the night before um, that, the night before that you go is a guaranteed way to make sure that you lose sleep. So, it's better to do it early. And if you have to do three loads of laundry to do the blacks and the whites and the cold water and the hot water, and you know you you've got to do a few loads to get through everything that you need and still end up with all of your choices at the end. So, do that on the weekend before and get it out of the way. You definitely can't do it the night before. I'm just telling you. For a trip that's longer than a weekend, you're going to need to plan for several days worth of clothes and uh, the jewelry, toiletries, your medications, and entertainment, and that's a lot to work out in a feverish night before you leave. As I found out myself, in theory, you can pack something every night for a week, and calmly get it all done the day before. So, if you get the toiletries together one night, the medications um, packed up the next night, the outfits after that. Then come back and do shoes and accessories you can spread it out over several days and still be not packing for three hours in a row and still being thoughtful about your choices you're just spreading the workout over a longer period of time and it makes it easier for you to stay calm while you're doing it don't forget to check the weather on a weather app for the uh, for the trip the days of the trip so you know you're packing the clothes for the conditions at your destination You don't want to get there with all short sleeves and find out that it's going to be the cold front came through and you're going to be freezing and you should have brought a jacket. So or vice versa, you bring cold weather thinking it's going to be cold and it turns out to be warm. So um, make sure you check the app for your location and find out what it looks like. If you want to stage your packing over several days, like I've suggested, then you're going to need a packing zone, a place to put your stuff. So get your suitcase out and get it open somewhere on the floor or on a table, um, and then add things to the suitcase as you get them worked out. After you figure out that's going to go, you can go put it in the suitcase. It's sitting out there. If you find something in the house that you want to remember to take, go park it in the zone until you're ready to pack it. Sometimes we walk through the house and go, oh, yeah, I need to remember to put that in the luggage. Well, you just pick it up and go stick it in the parking zone. Um, And one caveat I will add, if you have pets and you're packing, they will probably try to sleep in your luggage. So (laughs) if that's true and you don't really want to take a bunch of cat hair or dog hair with you, um, you might just find a a throw blanket or a a towel or a sheet that you can just throw over the luggage while you're staging it. So you can peel it back when you're going to spend your half an hour working on your medications and packing it and getting it in the luggage. And then you can throw the sheet back on top of it again. So the cat can come and sleep on it for the week. And then you'll be able to pack it up and uh, throw the sheet out into the laundry on the way out the door. Right. Um, You can make your own uh, packing checklist. Lots of people do, or you can go get one off the internet. There's like 4 million gazillion options of, how to pack, what kinds of trips to pack for, try to remember everything. And everybody's published a uh, traveling uh, checklist. So if you don't want to have to figure it out yourself, go find one on the internet and print it. It may not all apply to you, but it'll certainly give you ideas of things to remember and you'll be able to make sure you catch all the essentials. And then you won't have to stress about the list.
1: Em mentioned that her mother kept a packing list in her suitcase. Right. And she said she probably had different lists for each type of trip. The first trip was hard to pack for, but after that, packing was a snap. Right. And um, Connie mentioned, if I find out that I haven't packed something I needed, it goes onto the list, the the running list, you know, on the checklist, the ongoing right? Going list. And if I haven't, it gets crossed off after the third trip. If you keep bringing something that you don't use, then that stop would be, it.
0: <laughs> you know that would be like
1: the electric shaver for me. You know,
0: oh you always bring the electric yeah. shaver <laughs> well
1: no I, I think i pretty much crossed that one off already you
0: broke broke the habit now yeah it's good i mean sometimes we think oh i'm going to need that that's going to be so useful and then you realize no i'm not going to bother with it it's never going to work for me I, I don't care i mean you don't want to pack your stuff with oh this might be useful this oh i could i might i Let's add, no, you're going to go and have fun. You're not going to worry about what's in your luggage. So um, editing that list at the end of a trip, going back in, like she said, and crossing off things that didn't get used, adding on things that you really wish you had. What a great way to keep it fresh and to learn from your mistakes and to learn from your experience and have it be, you know, have it be reflecting your cumulative experience on trips. Great idea.
1: Bridget says, before you get back to the Mm. presentation, Bridget says, we're on a holiday right now. Since, since I used the 333 project, it was much easier to pack the right things. I tried to pack less, but did not yet trust it will be enough. I found out that it really was enough. 40% not worn yet. So I'll do even better next time.
0: Excellent. See, you just gotta, you know, you gotta try it and have the experience and then learn from your experience. So great and you made a first attempt and now you're going to revise having had your experience out in the out on the trip so hope you're having fun (laughs) wish we were there okay she
1: she said earlier where she was but i can't i can't remember
0: Mm. all right we'll just dream of someplace fabulous yes okay uh, let's talk about planning the actual contents that you're going to pack you wanna plan your packing based on where you're going, for how long and what resources will be available. For example, uh, we stay long enough to need to do the laundry? Will there be a laundry room? Are you, If you're staying with a friend, they have a laundry room. Um, if you're in a hotel, they have a laundry service. If you're somewhere, you know you might be in an Airbnb and there might be a laundromat nearby or the, the Airbnb will have um, a washroom. So um, it means two things. First, there'll be laundry supplies there to buy. Or you can chance packing some in very small containers, but um, don't do that unless you just absolutely can't imagine being able to find stuff there, which would be, those circumstances should be very slim. Second, you can pack less outfits if you think you'll have the chance to do laundry. So you can pack for part of your stay with a laundry break in the middle of the trip. You know, assume that you at some point stop and take all of your undergarments and your two pairs of shorts and your t-shirts and go wash them and then you don't have to pack two weeks worth of clothes you can pack one week's worth of clothes and assume you get to wash it and you get to wash the pajamas and socks make it so much easier um will you have a place when you get there will you have a place to store or hang clothes or will you be living out of your luggage Um, and i ask that question because if you end up living out of the luggage um, you want to lean towards clothes that don't wrinkle really easily or that they don't need a lot of care in order for you to be able to wear them so that they can survive uh, being on the trip and staying folded or rolled up in the luggage and then being pulled out and put on without being without you feeling like you're too wrinkly. So <laughs> just consider um, what kind of storage you're going to have at the other end. Um, ask yourself, what kind of vacation is it? Are, are you going to be spending a bunch of nights in clubs? Are you going for days on the beach? Is it an amusement park? Are you touring Broadway shows? Are you going to a bunch of museums? Maybe you're hiking or you're doing a bunch of outdoor sports. Um, depending on the answer to those questions, it leads to this next question. How many outfits will you need every day and what kind? How secluded or remote is your destination? And how much access will you have to places to resupply um, if you run out of something? Will they have what you like or something that you can live with? Um, if you're visiting people in the United States in a regular sized city, you can probably get whatever you want at some store nearby. Um, if you're going on a, a trip in the Australian outback, you're going to have to uh, put more planning into what you're packing and making sure that you have enough of your must have supplies. But um, If you do go on some kind of outback trip, some kind of major hiking trip, then most likely that tour company is going to be giving you a huge list of things that you have to have in order to be on the trip. So um, don't worry about it too much. Let somebody tell you what they think is appropriate. Um, Ask yourself, what are the things that you absolutely must take with you? And when you're packing, you can start with the must-have meds. Lots of people have to take their medications with them. And so making sure that you have all the medications that you need. Um, Toiletries, you got to have toiletries. Electronics, everybody takes something. They take their reader, they take their phone, they take their digital camera, they take their laptop, they take their iPad, (laughs) whatever of those. So you got to prepare those electronics to go with you and to be charged and your travel documents. So I would worry about the meds, the toiletries, electronics, and the travel documents first, and then go about the rest of your packing. Because some of those things, um, if you don't have what you need, it takes a little bit more to to solve the problem. So working on those earlier rather than later is important. Um, Make sure to refresh your toiletries, but you should also keep a permanent stock of travel size stuff in your toiletry bag. Instead of removing your home version of the product uh, if you go and start grabbing, you know, 16 ounce bottles of things out of the shower and off the counter, there are things that you use all the time. You're just really adding a lot of weight and making it a problem when you have to unpack later. So you should have a travel size duplicate set of everything that you normally use and that that goes into the toiletry kit and stays there permanently. And then you don't have to unpack so much of the end of the trip either because you're not having to take all those big things out and put them all back. So I just keep a toiletry kit that's filled with the stuff that I want in small size and, and then I refresh it after a trip. Um, when you're choosing the clothes that you want to take, stick with the color theme so that the clothing can do double duty and get used in more than one outfit. You can wear um, the same pair of pants three or four times, You can wear, or shorts three or four times, trade out some shirts. <clears throat> I tend to wear an outfit that I wear traveling out and then I put it aside and turn around and travel in it going back at the end of the trip so I just save it for both legs of the travel and, and don't try to pack two things consider the size of your purse and remove anything that's not needed on the trip to lighten the way and you might even take a smaller purse for the trip if you haven't cleaned your purse in a while this is the perfect time and the perfect excuse to do it. Um, remove a bunch of extra credit cards. Get all the receipts out of there. You know there's a million receipts in there. The random makeup that you've added, uh, there's often you know, a whole bunch of lipsticks floating around the bottom, a bunch of loose change floating around the bottom. Get all that stuff out of the purse so that it is not super heavy when you carry it. Remove anything that's not absolutely necessary so that it's lighter. You're already dragging a piece of luggage, so you don't want your uh, purse to also weigh 50 pounds when you go to check in. On the day that you check in, um, usually the 24 hours before when you have to check in for a plane, um, get all your travel documents in your phone for easy access. Um, You want to use an airline app on your phone and get your boarding pass downloaded to the phone. Um, Put it in your Apple wallet or the the, the Android equivalent. And um, also get a email on the phone. Like you can usually get it sent to your email as well. So that if something goes wrong with the Apple wallet, you have an email backup. Or if you prefer, you can just have a paper backup in your, in your carry-on. Either way, if you're traveling by car, of course, none of that matters, but you still, um, depending on where you're driving, you may still have to have some travel documents. Um, make sure that your driver's license is valid and easily accessed while you're in the airport you're going to have to take it in and out a couple of times and so having it not be buried in your purse um you just un- uncover it for the the going through the check-in part of the process um getting through um security walking through the security section you got to have it there and then after that all things it's all good so you can when you're putting your shoes back on you can also put your um, driver's license back in your wallet and be over with it for the for the trip And just remember that it's not a disaster if you forget something. You can most likely buy a substitute at a nearby store or you can do without it for a week or two. It won't ruin the fun if you forget your favorite earrings or your shampoo runs low. You might have to pay a premium for replacing something if you buy it from the hotel store or you can walk to a nearby Target instead. But truthfully, even if you just run out of something and you can't use it for a few days, life is not over it'll be okay you can just uh, you know consider it part of the trip and roll with it right <clears throat> excuse me lastly for fun here's some packing don'ts don't pick a million options for a trip you're there to have fun not spend hours getting dressed every day nothing weighs the suitcase down more than i pack two options for every day Do you really want to roll around twice the weight you need on this trip? Why? I mean, I don't know about you, but at my age, when I go in the front of the airport and have to get all the way through everything and I'm still rolling my luggage and it's like, oh my God, that's just so annoying to drag luggage behind me. So, A, I check my bags immediately because I don't want to carry it anymore. (laughs) Like, get it away from me. I don't want it. And um, if you are one of those people that rolls it down and then you have to like lift it over your head to put it in the overhead bin in the airplane... All the more reason for your your luggage not to weigh too much. So be super careful about that. Don't pack the perfect pair of shoes for each outfit. <laughs> shoes take up a ton of room and they feel like you're carrying bricks in your luggage. So instead, pick a few pairs of shoes that will cover your needs and build the outfits that work with those shoes instead of the other way around. Be sure to include the shoes that you're traveling in as one of your options you're going to have to wear a pair of shoes on the plane right so or you're going to have to wear a pair of shoes in the car if you're driving so um, that's one of your options and plan some outfits around that pair and then add a little bit more moms out there you know you do this don't pack the entire medicine cabinet just because you're traveling with kids don't try to anticipate every medical need your child might have on the trip some aspirin, some Tums, some sunscreen, and some aloe, and the rest is available at the drugstore or at the hotel. Or if it's bad enough at the hospital, you don't need a traveling pharmacy in a bag. That's just the truth. Moms tend to over um, overcompensate for that. Overprepare. Yes, they do. If you can go in luggage, let it. Don't overburden your carry-on bag. You don't need to be dragging you know, 50 pounds onto the plane and trying to shove it, you know, under the seat, stick it overhead. I know there's some, I don't want to lose my luggage on the trip. So I take it inside the plane with me, but I'm of the mind that it's worth the risk. So I don't have to struggle with the weight or whack people in the head while I'm trying to manage my carry on or walk around with all that behind me, the entire length of the airport. So If my luggage goes to Timbuktu, it'll catch up with me eventually. (laughs) It won't matter. And truthfully, uh, you know, if it's a direct flight, particularly if you've taken a direct flight, then forget about it. It's going on your plane and it's not going anywhere else. You might as well check that stuff. If your trip is a car trip, don't assume you can take a ton more stuff with you. (laughs) What a burden to load and unload the car. Use the same criteria to take it on a car trip as well. You don't want to unload 14 bags in a cooler when you arrive at your friend's driveway. How embarrassing to like have to get your friend to come and help you lug in a whole bunch of luggage just because you had the car and you could, I don't want to do that. And, and I don't it, want to manage with it or share my room with it.
1: And an overstuffed car is kind of a target for thieves. too. Right? Like you if know, you
0: park at a hotel, right. You, exactly. You
1: ideally don't want to take more than you can easily take out of the car and put in your hotel room where it's safer right rather than leave anything in sight now if you have a great big trunk you can you might be able to get away with more a
0: little bit more but still like why why do you have to do that it you know it's such a it's such a pain right yeah or if you're taking things for your family or whatever you better leave some stuff behind (laughs) You better not come back with the same amount you left with. (laughs) Well,
1: I've known people who will bring, you know, four books for for the week at the beach. And I just want to say, come on, that's really just about the fact that you couldn't make up your mind. Right. Make up your mind. Pick one. You're going to have to make up your mind when it's time to carry your book down to the beach. (laughs) Right? <laughs> Why not just advance the process and make up your mind before we leave for the trip? Give it
0: a shot. And if you pick the wrong book, too bad, read it anyway. Like you right. have it on your reading list because you want to read it. So just read it and, not, and don't worry about it, right? Right. If there's a lighter weight option, take that one. If you can take a small bottle or travel size of something, leave the full bottles at home. Anything that you're thinking of packing, if you look at it and you think, This is the full-size version. Is there a smaller version? You want to aim for that smaller version, whatever it is. Remember that you're not moving there. You're just visiting for a minute. You don't need to drag half the closet with you. If If you find that your luggage is bursting once you've done packing, then I think it's time to review the contents and see if you can put something back. Did you sneak an extra pair of shoes in there? What about a full shampoo bottle? Did you bring those 12 books when four will do? Think of your back and subtract at the end and do the same check with your carry-on bag too. You you don't want to be the person at the luggage drop-off where you weigh it and it's 53 pounds. And the first thing they say to you is, well, that um, extra three pounds is going to cost you $75 or you can remove things out of your luggage and put them in your carry-on to go with you. And so then you have to open your luggage and dig around and find things to shove into your carry-on, which is probably already stuffed to begin with. And so then you're going to have the problem of, I can't make it fit in the carry-on. So make sure that it's not too overstuffed and you're not going to get caught with a fee at the end. Um, Just think of it as you're you're preventing a $75 charge on the back end by um, removing that extra pair of shoes out of your luggage. Okay, <laughs> that's my travel content for today. We have lots of comments.
1: Okay. Lisa, Lisa Beth says, we just came back from a weekend outing. I'm using it as the core wardrobe for a longer summer vacation. Mm. In the washer and put back in the
0: luggage. Excellent. You just went on a trip, so it's already vetted. That's a great thing. And pack it away. It'll be, you can um, you know wear the other things in your closet while these things are in the luggage waiting for the trip. Great idea. I love it. And then you Su- can just add a little bit as you you know, plan for the extra days. Susan
1: says, I keep a universal packing list and only ever travel with carry-on luggage unless I'm going somewhere for more than two weeks. Mm. If push comes to shove, you can usually buy or borrow clothes if you miss something.
0: Right, if you suddenly are freezing to death or whatever. Exactly. Because it will give your host or hostess endless pleasure to provide you with a coat Because they have, you know, a bunch of coats in their coat closet that are getting used. So they can find you something that'll work. And, you know, it'll just be part of the trip that you get to wear somebody else's jacket for a couple of days.
1: When I traveled more as a younger person, I always traveled in blue jeans, you know, like that's what I would wear on the plane. Hmm. Because then... If your luggage gets gets lost, at least you have a pair of blue jeans. And, <laughs> at
0: least you, you know, have pants on.
1: <laughs> when you're twenty something, you can wear a pair of blue jeans for many days, many many days, right? Before they urgently need washing.
0: <laughs> and you had that famous trip as a young person, and you went to Japan mm-hmm. and lost. They lost the luggage.
1: Yeah, my luggage arrived on about day five of uh, an eight day trip.
0: Right. And so I'm sure you are wearing the same pair of jeans and, you know, rinsing yes. out your socks. Over I was and over.
1: rinsing out stuff every night before bed, but you know what? That is not what I remember about that trip. You know, there right? were so many wonderful things about that trip and the, the mild inconvenience. Yeah. It was a big inconvenience at the time, but in retrospect, it was nothing. You right?
0: know? And you know, part of the reason that you couldn't quite recover over there, was because you're six feet four right and there's not a lot of six feet four people in japan (laughs) right there wasn't a lot of clothing options for you to recover there yeah there's like buy an extra t-shirt or something right right. there's not you can't
1: just go to target and grab a 2x anything (laughs) in japan
0: right 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 but you know if you had if you had had this trip in the united states you would have just gone to the local Target and bought a t-shirt, right? Like you would have been able to recover much easier if it was a domestic travel. And so the part of what it, part of the issue for you was that it was just, it was Japan. I mean, even if you'd been in London, you would have been able to recover. It was just Japan because you were too big for everyone there. Yeah, (laughs) You were just way too tall.
1: (laughs) Connie says, I have a list for warm weather, one for cold and one for when, traveling with a car Mm. that's good
0: yeah because you um the specs are different right and so you can pick a different list good for you all lists which can live in the luggage until you know you need to pull one out to pack with it great idea i like it
1: samudra shared i have years of those lists for visiting parents for canoeing for camping i never go anywhere now
0: (laughs) well you can share your list with your friends then right they need to come to you it's their turn to come to you instead samudra um
1: susie says my mother always had a list of items to put in the travel trailer when we went on vacation some things like pots pans and dishes stayed in the trailer all the time Mm. but linens might be washed and put in the trailer the week before the trip
0: right because you wanted to be fresh exactly and um and you know packing a trailer is a slightly different it's it's different it requires more operation right so good for her that she started in advance and she had her you know set things that she would do before we had
1: uh we had a tent trailer when when i was in my early 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 to mid well really through my teen years Mm. and um yeah we had there was a set of stuff you know we had cheaper and lighter weight cookware and uh, utensils and things like that Uh, dish dish pan to wash thing the things in we did a lot of we did a lot of camping did you really with six kids
0: yeah it's the only thing you can afford to do right (laughs) we're
1: not really a great option
0: right 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 it's true
1: ellen says ever since a family death that had me scrambling to pack I keep an overnight bag with toiletries, nightwear, underwear, socks, extra charging cords, sweatshirt. If I need to leave in a hurry, I just need a few pairs of slacks and shirts.
0: That's a great idea. That's excellent planning on your part. And I did have that experience when my mother passed away and I got a call that she was hurt, that she was unwell. And I was at a client and I had to, yeah, you just race for the
1: airport, just about. Yeah,
0: I mean, I like I ran home and Penny was trying to pack stuff for me while I was trying to buy a ticket online, and you know I was just madly scrambling, and she just threw stuff in a bag, and you know I was like, I you don't have time in that moment to think about it, and I just, you know, went with what I ended up with, and and it was the least of my problems on the other end, you know. Um, my mother had passed away by the time I got there. And so then we were all just reacting to that. And, um, you don't want to think that you have to grab and go in a hurry, but that was the one experience in my life where I literally had no idea that I was going on a trip. And then suddenly, you know, in the span of an hour, I was on the way to the airport. And, and that was, it was a very shocking experience. Truly. It was uh, having a go bag like you just described that's just sitting there ready to go, would have been great. Now I did have my toiletries were ready because I keep that ready, and so that was easy for her to grab. And so it was really just trying to figure out what clothes do I throw in here and yeah. get out the door with. And but still, <laughs> if you're in any kind of hurry, you know the house is on fire, you can't grab stuff. But people who are being evacuated on the west coast for wildfires or landslides or you know. You want to be able to grab and get out of the house in a hurry because your life is in danger. And so this would help you be prepared for that. I like the idea of it. It's good.
1: Susan says, sometimes I take clothes that are worn out and leave them behind. Can buy something new as a treat while I'm away. And there's room in the suitcase for them.
0: I've heard other people say that, like they they take their old underwear and then they throw it away. (laughs) right okay i and i guess the idea is that then you just it gives you some place to throw out your underwear well (laughs) i I, I, I don't quite understand like why it's better to throw it away on a trip than it is to throw away at home but whatever works for you i think it's more about making having that extra having that
1: extra space available maybe if you're you're someone who likes clothing as souvenirs you know if you're traveling oh, yeah. okay. traveling somewhere where the clothes are really interesting or you're you know you have to have your atlantic city t-shirt or hoodie or whatever from, right, every, right, right. from every kind of place that you go then it makes some that makes some sense you know then to, it's
0: sort of like the one in one out um closet theory right? If, right if the luggage is your closet you're letting one thing go in order to bring in the souvenir thing you're adding i get it okay
1: i'm with you here we learned something that well that i didn't know about marsh marsh says i learned to pack as a fashion model oh wow we, we learned from our agent how to pack a base case by rolling eight items only to match one color coordinated set with one evening dress and simple evening wear shoes
0: there you go and you were ready to go right how awesome um Connie says,
1: I met a woman who would find out where the nearest secondhand shop was near her hotel and would buy clothes there. She was thin, so most things fit her.
0: Oh, well, then she would fly with nothing and go shopping. How fun.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe not nothing because you don't really want secondhand underwear.
0: But right. right? But but with much less, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you like to shop and you think buying at the secondhand store is a lot of fun, wouldn't that be a great thing to do? Just go and get a bunch of stuff from out of town that doesn't have anything to do with where you live. That'd be fun. I don't know that I'm that brave, but
1: Jane Jane says we took a trip to Alaska that started with a land tour and then a cruise. Because of the amount of time, we did what Gail suggested and did laundry on the at sea days. It worked great and meant less to manage. That's I, cool. I, I when I've traveled for you know longer than than a week i usually make plans to have at least a couple work days here and there just to keep things moving along right and and the work day you know the the work day is a great day to drop everything off at the fluff and fold
0: right (laughs) and to go get laundry service yeah i would drop the
1: you i i a lot of places have you know places where you can go put the put your laundry in yourself and then they they finish it for you and it, you, when you come back it's all done and ready to go mm. and you know go put it in the washers at that you know the last time i was traveling extensively there were still a lot of internet cafes i don't even know if internet cafes are a thing anymore now that everyone <laughs> everybody
0: has wireless their right?
1: internet with them on their phone um yeah. but you know go do some work in the internet cafe and go pick up my laundry
0: yeah it's a good plan are you ready see. for a tittle
1: yeah we probably better get to that it's getting on toward right. that time
0: okay so this week's tittle is titled oh the places you'll go <laughs> this week's assignment is to make advanced preparations for your next trip or a special weekend of dedicated r&r um, the first thing is to go into your toiletry bag and refresh it that dop kit that you have all of your um, toiletries in go pull out all the contents And maybe you wanna wash uh, or wipe out the bag. It's usually uh, plastic or fabric and it can probably run through the wash or it can be put into the sink and swished around and scrubbed on and then uh, put out to dry in the sun. It'll be just fine. It's not gonna hurt it if you get it wet most of the time. Um, It's intended to be durable, right? So it's probably gonna survive any kind of cleaning that you do. So you might as well pull the contents out and clean it. Refill the travel size bottles with the products that you like to use. And if you've been packing the full size bottles, then this is a good time to buy or create travel size containers of your favorites. Check all your over the counter medications and prescriptions for expiration dates and restock uh, your fresh meds and take out anything that you can't identify. Because <laughs> sometimes we put uh, uh, some pills in a little Ziploc bag and throw it in the kit. And then, you know, six months later, we're like, what is this pill? I don't know. I don't know what this is. You don't want to be taking surprise medication. So you probably want to take it out and throw it out at this point and refresh, figure out a way to label this stuff better next time. Um, you can also in advance prep, um, you can stage your packing area. So set up a small table or find the place where the luggage can lay open, uh, waiting for you to pack it and go find the throw blanket or the sheet that you're going to drape over it to prevent the animals from getting your stuff all hairy Um, see the luggage with a few things that you already know that you want to take with you like the gifts that you've set aside for your family or the book that you plan to read on the trip now's the time to remember all the things you've set aside to give to the family when you see them next you need to get them into the luggage now so many of my clients buy things for family members that don't live in the city where they live on the theory that they're going to take them on the trip, and I'm using air quotes here, they're going to take it on the trip when they go see them next. And so they have a year's worth of shopping for their family that they've been stashing, and then they go on the trip and they don't take it with them. So if you're going to buy and stash things for your family, you need to go and get them out and get them in the luggage on the trip. That's what I'm saying. Either that or stop buying for them. If there's no travel on your horizon, then consider treating yourself to a staycation. You can make a shopping list of food and drinks or a list of restaurants that you want to order some delivery food from. Get the games and movies or books that you're going to use for the keep the family entertained and then pick a weekend to take off from your usual routines and enjoy a relaxing staycation. Um, I have never actually done that as a as a thing as a plan so I'm going to have to try to do that sometime. I'm either doing my life or going out of town. And those seems to be the two options. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to have to plan a staycation soon. I hope you got some good tips out of this stuff today. And I hope that the tittle sort of uh, whets your appetite for a little travel this summer. You can join all the millions of people that are going to be running around this year. And um, you know you can either take a day trip in the car or uh, make a short road trip over a weekend, or you can plan a big vacation and. Hit the airport and fly somewhere fabulous for two weeks. Whatever it looks like for you, uh, give yourself a little R and R, and we will look forward to hearing about it.
1: At least one person um, commented on on YouTube. I think that um, it's it's kind of hard to understand with the cost of things how so many people are planning to travel. And the the Forbes article oh, I I read only a summary of it. I but didn't have access to the whole article. <clears throat> So there was no breakdown on whether, how far people, you know, how far people are going, whether they're flying, driving, or some other, some other, other
0: option. Well, like you said, you know, going out camping, going, you know, to stay in a tent at the beach, all that kind of stuff that happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Marsh says, Ed, you'd be great in a kimono. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: it's true.
1: It's true, and I have pho- I have photographic evidence, but I don't have it uh at my fingertips, so I can't share it right now. But uh, there is a photo of me in a kimono.
0: I can totally see that. But I, guess I loved
1: my kimono. Uh, my it my, probably
0: came to the top of your knees?
1: You well, no, no, no. Actually, the friend the friend uh I was visiting had somehow tracked down a kimono that was of appropriate size for a for yes man oh wow that's
0: super cool
1: i wore the heck out of that kimono i you know until i i kept that kimono until i had worn it out completely
0: that's so awesome let's talk about next week okay
1: clutter is more than just an annoyance or inconvenience it can adversely affect our health and well-being in dozens of ways we might not even notice in our next episode, we're gonna discuss the impacts of clutter on our physical, emotional, and psychological health and the potential health benefits of clearer living spaces. Join us on May 30th, 2023 at noon U.S. Central Time. Um, I, don't have a t- I don't have a title yet, but it's going to be about clutter and health.
0: Okay, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, there is a big impact uh, on our physical health and our mental well-being as you all know so we're going to talk about that very specifically it's a
1: big and important topic that we haven't mm-hmm. covered in as extensively as we could have we've talked about it in mostly in the context of aging but there's a, there's a whole lot more to it than that
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're right. going to cover it
1: if you're watching this on YouTube we would love for you to join us live <laughs> to get notifications <laughs> about upcoming events we invite you to join the meetup group by visiting cfhou.com slash meetup. You can also follow us on Facebook by visiting cfhou.com slash Facebook or subscribe to our mailing list by visiting cfhou.com slash subscribe. We love to hear from you. So please send us your questions, comments, and topic suggestions on YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere that you find us you can always reach us through our website at clutterfairhouston.com.
0: Thanks everybody for joining us today. We'll be back next week for uh, our next topic. And um, I hope to see you then. Hope you're having a good summer so far. Um, I do wanna say that um, we'll be back next week, but the following week, June the 6th, um, I am gonna be at a board meeting, a NAPO board meeting. And so we won't be doing the show that Tuesday. So we'll be back next week, but the following week we're gonna be off. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye.